Ayan. So, yun, welcome back to PT Meal. So, this is PT Meal Podcast Live. Handaan, a buffet of play therapies, movement, exercises, activities, and leisure, all packed in a hearty conversation of physical therapy, profession, and practice. So, I am Johan de La Paz, your host. And now, let's dig in. So, so hindi so hindi ko na ma-introduce kasi nandito na lahat ng ating guest. Uh, so, uh, again, our topic for today is horror stories. Kasi Halloween edition natin to horror stories of migrating here uh, as a physical therapist. Um, where's your Halloween? Ito yung Halloween costume ko. Oh, I got your back. Oh. <laughs> I, I forgot. So sorry. Ayun. Kalimutan ko. Ito lang nakita ko somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, there. Oh, how about like a, a Minnie Mouse ears? Uh, will that work? Puede, I can puede. grab that real quick. I'll be right back. Sure. Around, <laughs> so while Freshie's getting her uh, Minnie Mouse ears, let me just introduce uh, <laughs> our other guest, uh, the Aguila uh, couple from New Jersey private practice owners, Ben and Gonsi. Welcome back to the podcast. Suking Sukina. <laughs> Good evening. There you go. And there, and a uh, physical therapist from Colorado. Welcome back okay. to our PT Me Live Handaan. Okay, I'm well, I'm appropriately dressed now. Yeah. <laughs> costume, kumbaga. <laughs> so, yeah, so, um, sige, let's, uh, let's go around muna, uh, bati natin yung audience. No? Uh, ben, do you want to? Uh, say hi to our audience. Hello, it's me, it's Ben. So <laughs> I am going through a uh, Super Mario kick right now. Because is actually going to have a nice movie coming out next year. So that's why I went with Mario. My name is Ben Aguila, physical therapist from New Jersey, uh, outpatient orthopedic practice owner, 22 years of practice. And there horror stories, which will hopefully help the next generation of Filipino PTs na kayo hindi kayo dumaan doon. Mm-hmm. Sana hindi na talaga nila magpagdaanan or at least paiwasan man lang nila. No? Alright, Conci, our uh, resident white lady. <laughs> so, I'm Conci. Uh, uh, also in New Jersey. Uh, yeah, so just so you know, you know, uh, right now I'm impersonating a white lady and I'm really praying na walang magpakita sa akin dito sa basement namin. <laughs> <laughs> So, honestly, at first, I was like, Ben, do I really have to, like, join? I'm, I, I, I'm not sure I have anything to contribute. Although I know of, you know, stories, horror stories, especially on, like, employment. But I'm not, I wasn't sure that I had a lot to contribute. And so Ben started laughing and told me, oh, you know, you've forgotten about this and you've forgotten about that. And these are all your stories. So I'm going to share them later. So, yeah, that's all. <laughs> all right. And lastly, Frechie. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me again, Johan. Uh, I'm Frechie Blair. I'm cur- currently living here in Colorado, working in a hospital setting. But I'm from Cebu City. So, Daga Cebu, kumusta? Ayun. And, I would uh, love to hear some choice Cebuano when you get really uh, annoyed with something. 
Sabi ni Angelo sa basement ng attic spread naman lagi ng horror stuff. Nandada ko pa si Angelo. Nanakot pa siya. Patayo yung balay po ko dito. Alright. Siguro we'll start with I know, kasi the context is like people would think na going to US, napakaganda, everything would be, you know, uh, good, na everything was run smoothly. Pero some people would really encounter instances and people that would make your American dream into a nightmare. So, <laughs> yun ang ano natin, basis why we're having this discussion. So, siguro, we'll start with Ben, because you were open before that before na you had that experience coming over here. So can can you let's you know uh, share that experience? Ano siya nangyari and, and what did you do after that? Okay, um, it's um, I've shared this story before, but just in case you have members of our audience haven't heard it, mm-hmm. uh, immigration story ko nagupi sa nung uh, invite ako na family friend supposed to be na mag-hire sa akin. Uh, pagdating dito, um, hindi pala yung iniisip ko ng trabaho ang binigay sa akin, pero okay lang kasi akala ko ganun talaga. And then, by the time nagkaroon ako ng license, meron na akong license, pero ang sweldo ko pa rin is kalahati pa rin ang tinatawag na prevailing wage. I actually didn't care about the income, pero mangyayari nun is hindi magiging sponsorable yung akin. So, nareklamo ako, pumiglas ako, and marami pang ibang subcontext yun kasi horror show to, hindi to maalala mo kaya eh. But anyways, <laughs> ang mangyayari, ay, ako ay nilay off. Terminate. Pero walang ibang terminate. Tsaka parang okay naman yung business. But anyways, ang horror story ko, pumunta ako sa aking lawyer. Humingi ako ng tulong. Right? Kasi yun ang trabaho ng lawyer, di ba? Sabi sa akin ng lawyer ko, wala na raw siya magagawa para sa akin. Paranta ako, umalis ako sa aking first state, pumunta ako sa ibang state. I was less than $300 away from being homeless. Buti meron kumukup sa akin na tita. Pagdating ko dito, nakahanap ako ibang lawyer. Ang... Um, <laughs> what was that? Plot twist. Perfect timing. The plot twist is okay. Coming from the basement. Coming from the basement. No. <laughs> Oh so, ang plot twist, <laughs> yung twist. lawyer ko na sinabi wala siya magagawa para sa akin, nagsisinungaling pala. The entire time, pwede na pala ako magka-green card tsaka magka-work permit. Ang nangyari pala, yung lawyer ko, binigay sa akin nung employer ko, nagsinungaling sa akin yung lawyer na yon na wala na siya magagawa sa akin. Paglipat ko sa ibang lawyer, wala pa sigurong three months, meron na akong work permit. For the entire two years na nag-aantay ako doon, hindi pala ako tinuro ng tama ng lawyer ko na binabayaran ko with my own money, ha? Mm-hmm. 
So, yun ang plot twist. Well, actually, mayroon second small plot twist. Chinek ko, bukas pa rin yung lawyer firm na yun. Marami pa rin daw silang tinutulungan na immigrants. Sabi ka, ah, talaga, kasi parang di yung ginawa mo sa akin eh. <laughs> no, but anyway, sorry, you might want to share. Saan mo nakuha yung lawyer na yun? That lawyer came from my own employer. So yun din naman kasi, medyo aangang ka pa noon, 21, 22. You should, I should have gotten my own lawyer. Kasi But my own lawyer. Lawyer on top right? of, right? Yeah. Ano po? You were paying for that But lawyer. I was paying that lawyer on top of, ano yung binabayad? Hindi binabayad, ako nagbabayad noon. So, dobling hut-hut. Tapos, dahil siguro takot yung lawyer na magalit yung employer. Kasi employer, meron palaging darating na bagong biktima. I mean, may bagong palaging re-recruit yun eh. Right? So, the molar of the story is um, it's always in good, your best interest na magkaroon ng sariling lawyer to look over the employment process to make sure na hindi mangyari sa inyo yung nangyari sa akin. Mm-hmm. And, and Jeffrey, the, that lawyer that came from that employer would take care of the employer, not really you. Yep. yep. Tama, tama. That was my horror story. Uh, I think it would with you know kababayan na nagaka-experience na ganyan natatakot kasi sila una mag magtanong kung mali ba yung nangyayari sa kanila at natatakot silang uh, kalabanin yung employer nila kasi baka mapaalis sila or something baka magkaroon sila ng you know repercussions ah sige um, ayaw mo na umuwi ka na lang sa Pilipinas mm-hmm. parang ganun so but, it's yeah but that's the thing Johan is that to our you know fellow kababayan who might be in a bind uh ang dami-daming employers, especially you're already, if you're already here. A lot of times from our experience, from a lot of people who were asking us, um, you know, we sometimes we bring that, you know, that barangay mentality here and we also just tend to ask kung sino yung makakilala natin who uh, in a lot of times are in a similar situation. So right. when we compare our stories, it's normally the horror stories and a lot of speculations so i would like to say that a lot of our you know fellow uh pt siguro right i would say or fellow filipinos are well-meaning but the thing is each of our story is a story on its own Kung ano yung nangyari sa kanila, you know may it may be something that may be similar to you or not so right. you really have to go out of uh you know out of that um you know, yung, yung bang barangay, and really ask, and really look, actually, and see for yourself, ano ba yung nasa, what is written in the law? You also have to remember, this is also culturally, kasi sa Pilipinas, mm-hmm. we go by word of mouth, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of information goes by, ah, oh, sabi kasi ni ganto, sabi ni ganyan. That's why when we ask, we go more of uh, expert opinion, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> expert opinion palagi, right? Uh, but here in the States, you always have to look at the primary source. Anong nakalagay sa official website? Anong nakalagay mm-hmm. sa, what is officially written? Diba? Mm-hmm. And who are the true experts? The true experts are not our friends and family members. The true experts are really those who we pay to do their job. Okay? Mm-hmm. So always think, tingin nyo kung malaki yung ibabayad nyo sa lawyer, always think, what are you risking? in turn by not having legal counsel right, right? so mm-hmm. we're not used to paying for services that's the thing i think we're only very used to paying for goods 
in the Philippines. So, mahirap sa atin to share a lot money for services. Okay? Kasi pwede ka naman magtanong. Uh-huh. That's the risk, right, that we're taking. Is it the right advice? Uh-huh. And ultimately, what can that person do for us? So, I have a question. Kasi yung pagpunta ko dito, it's not employment-based. So, you know, when you're when your um, status here is employment-based, you know, I've heard people na natatakot silang to go against their employer because if they lose their job, then they're going to be deported. How, how how true is that? Like, can you, like, you, can you find a different employer and can they petition you? So, because I never went through that. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious if what you guys you can answer that. H-1B visa? Yes. Yes. Because there's employment-based immigrant, EB2. Oh, okay. So, H1B or, yeah. Uh, working visa. So how, okay. does that, how does that work? Because mm-hmm. that, yeah, you're not attacked. Oh, and then, you know, I have to say again, you know, especially if people that you know, yung utang na loob, you are so big at like being loyal and utang na loob, tapos your gratitude. So even though na hindi na fair, and mm-hmm. of course, like, I, I don't know about you guys, pero yung, yung, uh, I was raised na, you know, like, you suck it up kasi ganito, ganyan, you just work hard. But then after being here for so many years, you, you get to a point like, no, this is not right. You're actually perpetuating or you're enabling people to mistreat, you know, other people. But anyway, I just have questions about the the, the work visa or the H-1B or the immigrant-based, employment-based visa. How does that work? So you can experience, you know, of course. Mm-hmm. Ben, you want to answer? or uh, None of us here have a lawyer's license. Yes. None yeah. of us here have a JD. So let's just be yeah. very clear. This is not legal advice. The first legal advice we gave you is get good yeah, legal get advice. advice. Good immigration get lawyer. Mm-hmm. But this is how I understand it. H-1B, I pwedeng i-transfer. You have a certain amount of time. That's possible, right? So far, may shortage and physical therapy market. That's also, I think, undeniable at this point. Pero siyempre, kung ikaw yung may power, kung meron kang information asymmetry, hindi mo sasabihin yon. That's not gonna be what you're gonna say, Fresh. So, if you take somebody, remember, na bagong dating, na kinakabahan pa, mm-hmm. na part of my language, sinanla yung lupa, yeah. at binenta yung baka para lang makarating. Mm-hmm. The possibility, even the remote possibility na pauwiin ka, that's very, 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 very terrifying. So sometimes, dun ka napapagawara. And then, like Konsi was referring earlier, minsan, may nag-a-advise sa'yo, pero yung mismo nag-a-advise sa'yo rin naman, hindi rin naman din experts in the law or alam kung paano to fight for your rights. And dun tayo minsan nagkakaanuhan eh. So tarang importante talaga na meron ka talagang mag-repent sa'yo. Pero to, uh, the quick answer to your question is, pwede. Merong ways na i-transfer. Mm-hmm. Kahit na let go ka. And you have, m- hindi unlimited. Ano yung time frame ko? Um, 30 well, days? Yeah. 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 There, there, is, there is a time frame. And don't ever forget, you know, that it is possible. It's not like pauwiin ka na bukas. And yeah. remember, this is the land of the free. <laughs> Everything is free, but you know what I mean? There is always a legal process. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, when you let fear right take over magpapanik kay you will never get out of that if you will always you know and people will always fear uh, use fear especially if they want to take advantage 
So yung mga bauuwiin na katabukas, bauuwiin ka and ganyan. Well, you know, don't be too quick to uh don't be too quick to believe in that because there are other options. What I want to warn people though is that there are a lot of employers but you only have one license. So ultimately, we PTs, okay, are responsible for a lot of the things that happens in clinical practices. Meaning, do not let your employers, okay, like pressure you into really pressure you into doing something that will not go right by our practice. Uh, because once your once your licensure uh, gets taken away from you, that's the end. That don't ka umuwe, don't ka uuwe. Because <laughs> unless you know you already have your green card, of course, and not anymore. But if not, if your employment is, no, if your status is based on your employment, then if you don't have means, right, of uh, being gainfully employed through your licensure, then that doesn't go away. Yeah, we, other than that, yeah, there's always means. Right. Uh, in, the, in the last episode of uh, live ko, I, I talked to uh, an immigration lawyer. And she said, like, with the yung yung H1B is tied to your employer. So kung mm-hmm. sino lang yung employer mo nag-apply ng H1B sa kanya ka lang pwede magtrabaho. Yes. Uh the problem uh, well if you're if that's the agency that's the agency is your employer. So kung nag-work ka sa isang company pero ayaw mo dun sa company na yun, ang, ang ang employer mo pa rin naman ay yung agency mo. So um you can work that out kasi you still have rights. Okay, so immigrant visa ka, which is the EB, EB1, EB2, or H1B. So you're still protected. So dapat yung, ano, I mean, huwag tayo matakot na pauwiin agad. There's legal remedy for that, which, you know, you look for the right counsel na hindi bias sa employer yes. <laughs> or the agency. Sige, to summarize, ba? Lack uh-huh. of awareness, mm-hmm. get good data, fear, Either galing sa sarili mo o ginagawa sa inyo employer or ng mga tao sa paligid mo. Right? Uh-huh. Lack of data, fear, utang na loob, na cultural trait ng mga Filipino. Those three make a very potent and profitable, profitable combination. Walang manluloko kung hindi ka kikita. Right? There was a study by Pittman that said, on average, an immigrant nurse, so ergo PT, is $50,000 before the contract is over. That is the legal way pa lang, ha? So, paano kung hindi ka pa nagbabayad ng tamang wage? Paano kung dinay-delay mo yung bayad? Actually, Johan, meron akong tatlong horror stories na nakahanda if, if we get around to it. Pero isa doon, um, $3 million yung pinababayad ng back wages. $3 million for only 52 for 156 workers. Imagine mo yun? Pinayaman. So, yeah, watch out. You know, you're, the best advocate for you is you and a lawyer who works for you. Oo. Hindi yung iba yung inatupag na ano, yep. boss niya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Uh, you, what, what were the, the stories that you were Thank you. Um, <laughs> Kasi may, 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 may
to get Kansi. What was your you, uh, I don't know, <clears throat> experience? Um, I, I guess I don't know if we're gonna go back to. So I actually have two that Ben uh, actually was was telling me earlier. So one is uh, uh there was um, so I didn't go here through employment either. Okay, so I didn't have to worry about. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have to worry about you know being kicked out of work and not having my status. Iba yung, uh, iba, iba yung, that was not my my uh, my I guess my case, diba? Uh But when I was already working diba, here in uh, in New Jersey, what happened was I had an employer who owns an outpatient ortho, right? And um, unfortunately, they were not billing correctly. They were not even documenting correctly, at least by Medicare standards. Okay, and so when I saw that, I told the owner, "Look, you know, like we have to comply." And there were a lot of things that they were not doing. And the other thing is that a lot of their Medicare patients were already there for like three years, never discharged. So at this time, wala pang cap at that time. This was like early in the early 2000s. There was no cap. But my point is, even if there were there was no cap at that time, it's no longer skilled care, number one, right? And to me, nothing is free, you know? Uh, all of us pays into the in, that insurance system. Whether it's private or public, I think we all have that responsibility of making sure that we're good stewards, right? So uh, when I started working for their company, what I started doing was actually going through the patients that were dead to me and realized that for a lot of these patients, they were just going there wala lang, out of habit. So I started uh, assessing and then discharging some of the patients. So he got very upset and told me that, um, you know, you have no idea how much I spent to keep these patients. Why are you discharging them? So I was like, well, because there was really no good reason to keep them in physical therapy. A lot of these patients have been here for years and years. Their programs don't even change. We have no goals to speak of. So that was what? Nagalitsha, of course, because I should not be discharging patients. And, but I'm like, but I have my own license, right? I am, you own the business, but I am the one going to see these patients. That you can already tell, wala naman, diba? I, I don't, I no longer have to see them. And then the other thing is that, um, he kept telling me that because I kept telling them, if you're not going to change the way you document, right, I can't stay here either because um, unless you want me to change the whole thing, meaning to actually help you. That was our thing that I can help you uh, change our system such that we can teach our staff because we were already he already had like nine clinics at that time. And none of our none of those clinics were doing the documentation correctly. So anyway. Um, at first, he was like, yes, 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 yes. After a few months of just saying yes, I finally said, you know what? I don't think you're ever going to do it. So I handed my resignation. So when I handed my resignation, he spoke, he talked to me. Um, and at that time, I wasn't actually even sure. I mean, I guess I was the one who was afraid of the, the sun. Pero I remember 12 noon, it was so hot. We were, we were at the back of the office talking in the heat. And at the same time, I don't know if it was the heat or it was his threatening me uh, that it felt so hot because he was telling me, you know, if you leave my company, you can no longer practice <laughs> anywhere in the state of New Jersey. 
I was like, what is that? You know, why is that? And he said, well, because um, basically he said he knows everyone in New Jersey. And they can, he can either open or close the door on me. So I might as well just think over, you know, my decision. So I said, well, you know, more so at this point, I think that's a threat. So I'm never going to change my mind. I don't think so. So that was that. That was my one horse. That was my first horror story. Mm-hmm. And then um, my second horror story is I was with this startup company. You know, helped grew the company from zero to we were um, we were moving to a bigger uh, location. Um, so after about five years, finally, I got I was pregnant and uh, just had our first uh, firstborn child. So I was about, I would say, three weeks into my um, maternity leave. So I was on leave. And my boss said, oh, you know, I'm going to go visit you. I was like, oh, okay, that's sweet. You know, we're going to talk. So we talked. And I thought it was just a casual, how are you, visit? And so we were talking in, in the car, right? And then he started crying. And I was like, what's happening? You know, is anybody sick? What happened? So... That's when he said, I have to let you go. And I'm so sorry. It's, this is so painful. Well, you know, because it's like, you know, it's like breaking up with your girlfriend and everything. <laughs> That's what he said. And I was like, what? You know, and yeah. And so I had to ask, right? Like, why are you letting me go? I mean, if I may. And he said, well, that's because uh, you now have a baby and your priorities are going to change. Oh, oh my god oh. that's what so i was like oh okay so i told him okay this hypo- hypothetical situation right hypothetical uh-huh. what if i tell you i'm always going to be in the office like say three times a week let's make it a regular schedule because i feel like there's something else you know and uh, so i said what if we do that he said well I also don't think that uh, uh, I also don't think that uh, we want to bring the company to the same direction, you know. And that was because at that time, um, I was we were already seeing I was seeing like five patients an hour. And truthfully, I was no longer um, I was no longer proud of that place that I started because we were growing but my point is it's not the physical space that we need to grow it's the manpower right i can't be see i can see five patients an hour i'm not afraid of the work but i just don't think that it's right by the patients to see five hours five five per hour mm-hmm. you know five people right. um and when i couldn't change that i couldn't change the schedule because he couldn't get like he would not it's not that he couldn't he would not get other pts on it on top i was like okay you know what at the end of the day i'm still in charge of my billing right so i started billing one unit two units because i really i feel like i can only see them uh, no, this time so mm-hmm. of course uh i guess reimbursement also went down mm-hmm. um so yeah i that's the sound That's horrible. Oh. Did you report it? That's like a what is that? Like equal employment mm-hmm. uh, violation? Uh, that's just discrimination. Equal, uh-huh. equal, yeah. EEO something. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're a protected uh, population. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
no, you can't just say because you're pre- no, that's just so wrong. But we did. I don't know about you, but you know, like the longer you live here, you realize how many learn. how many more rights you have. And I'm like, wow, how did they get away with it? And how well, I didn't know. I let mm-hmm. them get away with it because I, I didn't know. So- well, his his brother was a lawyer, and he even told me right to my face wow. that I know you can sue me for this because my brother said so. Of course, I know I True. could. Right. But he appealed to, but I also know that knowing who you are, you're not. And honestly, more than anything, I did not have the energy. I had a newborn. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to, it was a choice uh, that I made not to pursue that. Because you mm-hmm. know what? At the end of the day, too, I believe that, you know, someone is watching over what's happening. <laughs> mm-hmm. What did they say, right? The the arc of justice, you know. It, it, what is that? The moral arc of the universe the is long, but it bends towards justice. justice. There you mm-hmm. go. Right? It's going to take a long time, maybe, or it may not, right? But it's always going to bend towards justice. So I'm like, uh, I know my rights, but I'm also for going of that right now because I did not have, I could not possibly take care and have that by, uh, that baggage along yeah. with so. Roughly translated, Bilog Amundo. Yeah, isn't it like weather, weather lang yan or weather lang yan? Yung sa gulong na nasa taas ka, tapos you know sa I don't know. Gulong ng palad, I believe. That's true. Minsan nasa taas, minsan nasa baba. Yeah, yeah. We actually have stories about that place, and it's financially successful. Ang laki ng mga signboard sa highway, right? Talaga. Oh, pero piti mil talaga siya, asin like. Ito yeah. yung mga tipong oh, oh. six patients, five patients an hour. Pero, lahat kasi may kapalit, Johan, eh. Alam namin yung quality ng life, kapag when you're doing something not great sa clinic or sa office, kumakalit yan sa lahat ng aspect ng buhay, eh. <laughs> you know? So, like, ngayon, nakakaroon ngayon, I think, ng parang financial issues. Kasi pag madaling, ayun, pag easy come, easy go yung pera, pag madaling pumasok, Madali rin lumabas. <laughs> so, yeah. ikot yan. Ikot yan. Yeah. Dito naman sa, sa US, di ba, employment is usually at will. Tama ba? At will. Yeah, na, na, they, the, the company can terminate you anytime without saying any reason. Pero mm-hmm. yung sa case ni Consi, sinabi sa kanya yung reason na hindi talaga siya lawful reason. <laughs> <laughs> Kung napaka-honest nung ano, nung good fire sa iyo na. Uh, oh, we're gonna fire you because you're pregnant. We're gonna have a. Yeah. Uh, you and you're have a baby, and your priorities are now going to change. That's no. Because uh, I was there for five years, and you know, within that five years, I only took one leave of absence. I know. And that was literally because I was so sick, I couldn't even get out of bed for mm-hmm. five years. Um, all the other, uh, yeah, in between when we would go on vacation. It was always planned because I was always thinking I don't want to interrupt the clinic. Mm-hmm. But you know, it is uh, what it is. Uh, I think that the moral of the story as well is that you can always change a bad, a bad, uh, what do you call this experience into a good one, because that was also kind of like what uh, I guess prematurely I feel like forced us to um, start life in motion mm-hmm. uh, with the thinking of. Um, you know, like, I don't want to do the same things. <laughs> and I want to prevent the same things that we have actually seen so far. So. Mm-hmm. 
Right. And I think another moral din sa ano, sometimes your loyalty to the company is not rewarded. That it, you can easily be chuki. Uh, <laughs> my first lesson on uh, no one is indispensable. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was going to say that. Maraming ganun, especially this pandemic, di ba? Basta na lang na downsize or tanggal ka na, even if you're the, the longest, you know, physical therapist staying there, hindi talaga eh. De, so, yeah. Sad. <laughs> Para tayo nasa, ano, are you afraid of the dark? We're in the uh, circle ng campfires. We're telling horror stories. <laughs> the tale of... <laughs> Ikaw, uh, uh, Frenchie, what's your... I don't, I don't know if I have scary. like horrifying, you know, unjust. I don't have that kind of experience. And so I'm like, mm. I'll just show up and listen to you guys. Uh-huh. You know, I have struggles. It wasn't always uh-huh. easy to, mm-hmm. you know, like where I am right now. But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have like, I have like, you know, like patients, you know, dying later, you know, that kind of thing. But that, uh, my fault, it was it was scary. Well, as long as they didn't see high again afterwards, then that's a little scary. There, well, well, you know, they, you know, like had a massive stroke after a, scary. a, a surgery. <laughs> I know it is, but I don't know if it's appropriate for this yeah, yeah. podcast. But uh-huh. Yeah, but no, I, I have, like, I guess I could share my struggle because it's <laughs> not always easy. You know, like I came here, you know, uh, because, you know, for love, basically. So um, I didn't have that you know, threat that, you know, if I lose my job or, you know, like, oh, I have to find a job because I have to pay rent. I never had that. But it was more like I came here and the process of getting credential, you know, it's it's time consuming. I don't know, you know, how you guys did it. But for me, like, you know, I had to, the back and forth is not, that was your, you know, nothing against the home country, nothing. Because I love the Philippines. I'm always going to be Filipino. But, but yung communication na, oh, I need my, you know, my transcript of records, it takes so, so weeks or even months. So, yeah, so I came here, wala, hindi ko na prepare you my credentials ko. So I was already, you know, I was already a, a, a graduate from the Philippines. So gusto, atat na atat talaga na gusto magtrabaho, but I can't do anything about it. And dito sa Colorado, at first, I didn't know. So I was looking for, you know, PT-related jobs. I was like, oh, I want to, even like an aide, I was willing, but I couldn't find a job closer to home because they said, oh, you're overqualified or you're underqualified. So it was so, so confusing that, you know, like my very first job was actually um, taking a phone call, like apartment. It was, it was, it was ridiculous. And I didn't, I was so new here. So, but that was the thing. And then I got a, a rehab aid position, but I have to commute for five, five hours. But I was really like, I really wanted my, because my, I while well, I was preparing, getting my credentials and reviewing for the board exam, and it wasn't easy to reviewing for the board exam. Because you have to remember, I graduated 1999 and I came here 2001. So basically, I was two years out of school, out of classroom. So and then, you know, the PT here is like, you know, like I didn't know about pelvic health and it was part of the, so just the review was that was hard too for me, so it wasn't it wasn't easy. So while I wait, I was waiting for that my credentials and reviewing for the board, trying to find a job that's PT related was just hard. But then this is the part where you really need to research and be your own advocate because later on I realized that as as long as you're eligible to become a PT, this is Colorado years ago, 
you can work as a PT assistant. And that was great in a way na I had four opportunities to work as a PT assistant. Tapos hindi lang ako yung aid na, you know, like doing like insurance work. Because I really wanted to become a PT, you know, like mm-hmm. that's why I'm here, you know. So, yeah, so like, yeah, the, the right information. Tapos yung, yung mentorship too, it's really, I wish na, you know, most people or most PTs will take on someone and mentor them because it's really, really important. You know, I think I shared with you guys that, you know, if you work with people that are condescending, it can really shake, you, you know, your confidence. You know, I had a supervisor. Oh, my God. A supervisor. Yeah, yeah it was a horror story because, like, I got called in and, you know, I, you know, I, I, I think I'm a, I'm a hard worker. So that was scary for me because that was the first time that I got called in the big boss office and I was like well, you know what's going on and it's like but this supervisor my accused me of something that was and it was so out of it, it was horrible like that was the first time that I cried in the office because I was like what and anyway I'm like it just you know the, a, a, accusing me and I'm like I don't know what made her made her do that but that was horrible because she was accusing me of mistreating a patient and i had a very good relationship with this patient so anyway but that that but that supervisor ended up going to a, a psych unit so that kind of tells you why that happened well but, the supervisor was admitted to the psych unit yeah oh okay. so okay. that's like like i know it wasn't me what was that's why was like yeah i know it's just like i it was it was yeah it was it was horrible and then the other thing too is like you know people like okay we have a job but then sometimes we all we don't always have the luxury of working close to home so i didn't learn how to drive until i came here so just imagine driving in the middle of winter in colorado um and that's scary i think that's scary that's yeah well now i i know that or i i learn how to drive and the mm-hmm. technique but you know it's not again it's not always easy living here and working because you don't always have the luxury of having a job close to your house you might be able to find a job close to your house but it could be a nightmare too because you could have bad supervisors or just very bad employers or like they don't have integrity so i you know that that's that's the other thing too um as far as like the actual employment like workings horror stories about a patient dying that kind of thing again it's like it's not unicorns and rainbows like yeah we're pt we're movement experts but our, you know i work in a hospital so i i do i have my share of you know scary like a, a patient that had a stroke while i was working with this patient so that kind of thing and later on you know had a massive well it was a massive stroke and later on they, they couldn't but that wasn't my fault i didn't cause the stroke you know that kind of thing or uh, someone yeah it wasn't me but someone that's like you know a hip you know total hip but a heavier person she shouldn't have the hip replaced in the first place but of course had the perioperative fracture while i was doing stairs (laughs) Ah, but yeah those kind of horror stories but you know you 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 do your your chart review and you know as long as you're you know, following doctor's order and, you know, your restrictions and precautions, that, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. other than that, you know, like I, I've been fortunate that as far as like, you know, like 
immigrating, you know, immigration, other than going to the immigration office for five hours and taking a day off, you know, I didn't have like, I was scared that I'm going to get deported and nothing like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, those some, some of our cabobayas are like that as well. Now. They came over here, uh, travel agency or their employer, good transition. That was some uh, scary stories that would be like same as yours, like driving. <laughs> They're not used to driving the Philippines. They drive the first time here, or uh, like for me, I, I same thing ako sa ganyan, na, na maganda yung transition ko eh. Pero ang ang akin would be the the culture shock. Na though, marami kaming physical therapist na uh, pinoy don. I mean, interacting with. The, the kano, siguro bias ko na yung mahiyain kasi ko, like introvert person like me. Sobrang, parang, you have to be around everyone, you have to talk to everyone about your patients. Sabi ko, ano yung maginagawa sa Pilipinas to? Oh, yung rounds? <laughs> yung rounds? Uh, <laughs> ayun, when you talk about you, you know, case, your cases, about your, the nurse and you and the, yeah. the, the, I know, kasi I was in home health, so we have our own set of patients that we, we group into our areas. Pag-usapan namin yun, tapos uh, uh, sasabihin ko lang, uh, uh, my patient's okay. Tapos hindi ko na. <laughs> I have no problem. Kasi <laughs> nahihain. So, yun yung, 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 ano, yung mga ganun, for, for an introvert person, parang yun yung dinedread ko, yung mga meetings, meetings. So, <laughs> That's scary. No, that uh, is scary. That is. <laughs> tapos yung pag-visit sa mga, sa mga bahay. Oh my tapos, God. Tapos you would be in uh, uh the outskirt of somewhere na walang signal and that is the only house there na parang may tao mo nakatira dito parang ganun <laughs> so yun tapos itong tipong winter na yun tapos 5 o'clock na madilim na tapos last patient mo siya sabi ko parang pupunta ko ba <laughs> so yun yung mga sa akin ganun lang yung mga scary stories ko and I heard other people in home health as well na yung pagpupunta ka sa bahay diba yeah na normal na na sometimes patients would let you in na naka-unlock na so pagpasok niya ganoon hindi sumasagot yung patient pag nagkakaroon na lang na doon nakahandusay nang nakaganoon deads na daw <laughs> so parang ako uh, ano gagawin ko pag ganoon ang nangyari sa patient ko <laughs> so yeah so tumawag siya ng ano 911 para lang to declare the patient dead so, wow. <laughs> so yeah so yung i mean simple as that it's still scary for for some um, physical therapist moving here na hindi naman sanay or who doesn't experience that in, in the Philippines. I think uh, another, uh, I'm sorry, so, go back. Yeah, I just, uh, Johan, remember time question lang sa chat? Yeah, na, I'm showing it. Yeah. So, sabi ni Jefferson de Lima, is there any age limit for foreign trained PT to apply for H1B visa and to work in the U.S.? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. No. Jefferson, no. Uh, uh, ang age limit in employment is i think only in the philippines you know it's yeah. one of those pleasing personality <laughs> 18 to 35 years old no. only yeah. you can work until two, you're 90 if you want five mm. two five two <laughs> are <laughs> you ready to be a do you have a pleasing personality <laughs> age well. status right cons yeah, there's no there's no uh, age limit, you know. I think that's a that's very much a Filipino culture, you know, ageism, uh, which is why I always say, okay, especially for us, to me, especially for us healthcare workers, especially for uh, 
our fellow PTs uh, to you know check your age bias. Okay, always have you always have to check your age bias, especially when you're going to practice here, um, and even when you're back home. Okay, because we have always we have all been shaped. If you grew up in the Philippines, uh, to think that there's a lot of things that you can no longer do once you get to a certain age, and that is something that we always encounter. And what I've from what I've noticed from the patients that we have, and we have patients from all different sorts of culture, you know, it's much, much stronger to hear it from Filipinos. Ay, matanda na kasi. Ay, ganito. Ay, hindi na. Hindi ko na yan kailangan. Okay? Uh, and the thing is, uh, it's sad if you hear it from patients, but I think it's unfortunate if you hear it from PTs. Because we are supposed to be the ones, right, to, um, you know, like enable people to go past those biases, you know, and live life to the fullest. Uh, but if we ourselves have that bias, mas mahirap, mas mahirap for us to be of service to others. So, yeah, that's that's just another thing. Um, the other thing that I should... Ben, go ahead. I was going to say, parang side horror story that I've heard about, somewhat related to age. Yeah. This is only secondhand information, ha? And you know, take that as you will. Pero sabi sa akin nung tao, ang horror story niya, in-sponsor siya ng Filipino recruiter. Right? Pagdating dito, hindi pa rin maayos yung bayad. Pero ang binabanta ng recruiter is kapag hindi ka sumunod, hindi mo madadala yung asawa at anak mo. Madalas ganyan, tama. Right? Ang tindi, men. So talagang minsan pala, Kumare, siyempre, bagong graduate ka na Pinoy or, you know, economic opportunity is very hard in the Philippines. Papayag ka na na ikaw lang mag-isa, pero pwede pala kayong lahat. Pero kasi kung ako salbahin employer, pwede mong gamitin na leverage yun eh. Yeah. Imagine mo yun? Pag hindi ka sumunod sa akin, hindi mo makikita yung anak mo, lumalaki. Mm-hmm. Talagang mind-blowing yung mga naririnig ko. And, and, and really, and Johan will attest to this, um, maraming ganitong kwento pero you have to understand going through the process when I went through my process it's legitimate trauma yeah. mm-hmm. I think nagkaroon ako ng obesity nagkaroon ako ng depression nagkaroon ako ng deep-seated anger na for the longest time konse, ba, hindi ko ma-place ko saan kasi doon sa ginawa sa akin ng employer ko and when you feel that way kapag may nangyari sa'yo maraming kababayan hindi na instinct ikwento Kasi pag kinawento mo yun, parang mga ako, yun parang ako, naloko ako, mm-hmm. o naisahan ako. Yeah. Which is to, for the delight of the employers, because that's more money. Kasi hindi mo nga yung mga warningan yung iba. Uh-huh. So this is my invitation sa lahat ng mga parang baka naloko, and hopefully wala na sa inyo, pero just in case maloko kayo, ang pwede nyo gawin na walang pwede kayong parusahan, sabihin nyo yung informal networks nyo. And, and I, I told Johan this, and I'm going to tell you people, Google knows everything. Google knows everything. Lahat ng mga law dockets ng Amerika, mag-Google nyo. So pag may nag-hire sa inyo, mayroon totoong pangalan yan, i-Google nyo, Office of the Attorney General, Recruiter XY. Or uh, Recruiter XY, 
Department of Labor Violation. Malalaman nyo. So, I'll segue yung aking kwento na, Johan, no, habang sure. dito tayo. No early 2000s, no less than two or three of my friends was pinahirapan ng isang certain recruiter sa Northeast, right? Ngayon, para kasuhan ka ng government, hindi sila basta-basta gagalaw. Normally, mas malamang gagalaw sila pag sobrang baho na ng ginawa mo at sobrang dali mo i-prosecute. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Kasi syempre, hindi naman interesado ang attorney general na matalo sila, right? They need like strong evidence. Mm-hmm. May isang company na nahuli na 3 million dollars ng back wages was due to 156 workers. Doon pala magugugulo na ako sino 'yon eh. <laughs> Anyways, ang nangyari is nangyari to, nahuli sila nung sinundan ko yung court case docket, nagsettle. So by the letter of the law, wala nangyari, right? Kasi pa nagsettle, wala kang inamin, right? Oh. Ito yung magic, ito yung plot twist. Nagsarado yung nakasuhan na company nagbukas ulit nag-advertise ngayon sa Filipino PT oh. on a different name oh, under a different oh, name yeah. goodness ang galing yeah. ang galing so talaga, talaga oh, because that's what I was saying is that the worst thing that can happen to employers guys okay is that papasara sila but they can always reopen another company yeah okay? sila sila yeah. Yeah, but tayo, once they take out our license, that's the end of it. We, uh-huh. we can, and especially while it is an advantage to us that we have compact laws, right? Mm-hmm. That allows us to be uh, licensed in reciprocal states. The downside to it is uh, ngayon, once you have a case in one state, there's a good chance all the other states that has reciprocity is also going to be a closed door for you. Yeah. Okay. They also ask you if you have been convicted or you have been, or your license has been suspended or revoked pag nag-apply ka ng license sa iba. Yes, yes. Daba. So uh, that's the thing is that, so before you even, uh, another, I know a very uh, common thing nowadays, which even our our lawyer warned us about is how uh, right now there are there are PTs, there's a lot of PTs, DPTs in the Philippines, uh, but they're being hired as PTAs. I mean, it, it's still a legal way to hire people, right? Mm-hmm. But just because, you know, you don't know how... Because sometimes, you always think it's it's greener on the other side when you're not there yet, okay? Mm-hmm. So what I've noticed when the last time we went home is that people just kind of like want to leave, you know? Mm-hmm. So even what they just to be able to leave. Yeah, so right now there's a lot of like, okay, uh, PT ka, you have a PT license in the United States, which means you also, you know, shelled out a lot of money to get that, but you're going to be hired as a PT assistant. And my big question is that, you know, why, right? But then the bigger the bigger threat there is that ayaw mo pa. Ito na yung interview mo, hindi ka pa, right? Mm-hmm. So ito namang... Pobreng, you know, mga kapwa Pilipino, o nga naman, sayang. Diba? Because right there and then, that should already give you a warning. Mm-hmm. That kung ngayon pa lang, ginagawa nyo na sa akin to, what else can you do when I'm on the other side? Mm-hmm. And guys, you have to remember, once you sign a contract, 
a contract is binding. You know, a contract is binding. Here in the United States, it's binding. And uh, doing it illegally either. Kasi yung iba sabihin, eh, hindi, di ba, pagating na lang to, magkatrabaho ako or something. Yeah, but that doesn't make it right. You know, you doing wrong by that contract also doesn't make it right. So, uh, you know, it's just a warning. Just watch out, you know, because there's honestly... A part of that, there's a part of that we forgot. Mm-hmm. You bait and switch. Meron kang matinong contract na unang binigay sa'yo. Yeah, that's what, yeah. Inter- oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Yung matinong contract sa'yo, nung malapit na interview mo, biglang, ay hindi ito. Ito pala yung contract. Ito pala yung contract. Uh, or papapirmahin ka ng isang contract sa Philippines, pagdating mo dito sa Amerika, papapirmahin ka ulit. Sabihin, ah, hindi, uh, we corrected it. Pero it shouldn't be that way. <laughs> no, it shouldn't, be, it, it shouldn't be that way. It should be the same contract or better. Why not better? But why does it always have to be worse? Right? And the thing is, uh, hindi naman one-sided ang law. If if that something happens, if that that kind happens to you, you know, you always have. You, you, I think that that's the thing too is that you also have to be bold and courageous a lot of times, right? I always believe that whatever happens to us is what God allows, unless you just take it and don't say anything. Then okay, you suffer that, uh, but at the same time, you also suffer the risk, right, of everything that's attached to that. So by pagating naman dito yung iba. You don't know the, all the expenses that's out here. Pagdating nila dito, they didn't realize that it's kind of worse because. And then you know the worst thing is to me is the horror. To me, this is the horror of living here, uh, especially when you're alone. Is that um, it's very sad, right? You're away from yeah. your from your family. Yeah, right. but at the same time, it's as if it's not even a choice to go back. Bakit? Mm-hmm. A lot of hopes and dreams are pinned on you. Yep. I think more than that, nakakahiya. Yung pride, yung pamilya. Pride. You know what I mean? So And and you, really, we have already, you especially have already uh, invested. And the whole family have invested. So before you, uh, before you take the punch and go on the other side, mm-hmm. <laughs> make sure that you are also bold enough. Because you know what? If nasa Pilipinas pa lang, you're no long, you can no longer advocate for yourself, mas madali kang lokohin dito. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Mm-hmm. That's, That's true. true. Yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can like uh, listen to other people's stories. Ay, before that pala. Uh, Jefferson, it's it's okay that you asked. Don't, don't say sorry. Okay lang yun. Uh, it's still part of the discussion so i appreciate you sending your question so anyway uh yun nga, um with that i mean if that you know person after all the research and you know asking people around still took that bait um don't worry because there's still a remedy to it you know you've learned your lesson that's okay uh but the, the next steps that you're gonna take should be the right now so you you ask for legal advice you try to protect yourself that's always you know, important and simply you you know try to warn other people as well there's a path that you know giving back portion na na maiwasan natin yung iba na mapagdaanan yung mga nightmares na pinagdaanan ng mga tao ahead of us some of us would have 
different, you know, um, experiences from the same company or the same employer. So that's okay as well. So you, you take every story, you take every uh, experiences and just, you know, uh, let it simmer. <laughs> Kumbaga. Mm-hmm. Uh, and take it as like, is it something that I want to risk? Is it something that I really want to pursue? But sa choice mo, then that's okay. You don't have to regret anything. Pero pag nagkamali ka nga, then there are other remedies. You don't have to worry about that. Like if, for example, your license are suspended. If you can, you know, that's still suspended. Pero, you know, you can still appeal or you can, may may iba pang mga ano, options. It's it's not uh, the end of the world, kumbaga. Um, I'm gonna piggyback off that, Johan, no? Mm-hmm. Yung may kasabihan, kapag yung pinuksa mo yung cabinet, sinilawan mo, mm-hmm. naglalayasan yung mga ipis, mm-hmm. right? Bad things scurry away from the light. I'm hoping yung ganitong conversations, we're shining a light sa mga ginagawang bad diskarte. Mm-hmm. Kasi kahit ano mangyari, mga PTRP na Pilipinas, kayo ay isang magandang resource para sa kanila. Kailangan nila kayo, eh. If there's just enough na tao dito nagkasabi ng nangyayari sa kanila, right? Or the people who do who do really well with certain companies give actually good recommendations na hindi dahil sa finder's fee, ha? Mahihirapan mm-hmm. sila, malalaman sila ng resource, eh. Ang isang discarding na figure out ko na ginagawa para sa Pilipinas ngayon is kahit na wala silang ability i-deploy kayo, pinapasign na pala kayo ng kontrata kagad. Ah. para na monopolize mo na yung pipeline. Talika na sa kanila. Talika na sa kanila, yung pala yun. Pero kasi nga, ang taas ng supply natin ng PT, ginagamit yung economic tsaka job situation natin ma- parang, oh, tarantakay lahat ngayon, ginagawa sa ating ngayon yan. So now I have to ask a bigger macro question. Right? Bakit? Dapat, ang isang profession, binabantayan dapat yung supply and demand. Right? Dapat nagbamatch dapat yung output at input. Kung hindi nangyayari yun, and I'm gonna say it out loud, right? Maybe physical therapy isn't as lucrative as it used to be. Is that just something na maybe might be the reason why we have so many people? Kasi... If there's too many people competing for a few plum positions, yun ang opening ng mga bad faith actors eh. Kasi kakapit sa patalim eh. Right? So that's my question to the greater physical therapy community in the Philippines. Sino, sino yun? Academ? Right? Profession? Yung actual PTs, right? Kasi kayo nakakaalam kung kamusta yung job situation eh. So pag may dumating na bata, sinabi sa'yo, gusto ko maging PT. Sasabihin ba natin, it's a great opportunity na sigurado ka. Kasi mm-hmm. sa states, hindi namin masabi na yun because of the student debt situation. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe that's something also that the Filipino PTs who are in the Philippines might want to step up and think about maybe that's within your power to address. Mm-hmm. Think, uh, yeah, I mean, just this very quickly, uh, I think I just think that there's still a lot of room for growth for for physical therapy in the Philippines. We are not yet, we are still very much in the, I feel like in the infancy stage. But that's the thing is that, uh, I guess this is also a challenge is that how bad do we want physical therapy to be really improved locally? 
mm-hmm. you know, to really improve locally and not just for like a way. And I'm saying this, you know, with also a little bit of like a bait like, to myself na, um, like, because I'm here. But how much do we want it to improve locally? That way, maybe we don't need to go outside of the country. Maybe right. not all of us uh, have to. Because it's also impossible that all the graduates, even though it's our dream, it's also impossible that all of the graduates are going to go out. That's just a reality, right? Uh, but the reality as well is that a lot of our fellow Filipinos will need physical therapy in their lifetime. Uh, and there is a big opportunity for that. Um, ako, bakit hindi pa natin hanggang ngayon? What's missing? So, you know, yun, yun lang. <laughs> I think the biggest biggest horror story of the Philippines is the <laughs> salary of physical mm, therapy. Right. Yun yung nagpapatakot sa mga tao, I mean, to stay there. Yeah. And the political situation, but the biggest thing I think is the salary. If the salary goes up, you no, know, and more appreciation for physical therapy, I don't think there would be that strong of a reason of you know, leaving unless you really want to work abroad and experience the perks. But for most, kasi, like they would dream to go abroad because or you know more opportunities that in 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 the other countries. So, yon. I think if they can address that, mas bababa, I think, yung attrition ng PTs sa Philippines. But I think, I feel like the value of the sweldo is also attached to uh, the value of what we provide to the patients. Just throwing it out there. Because, um, <laughs> Uh, tayo mga Filipino PTs medyo, ano mo yun, medyo pagdating sa sweldo and opportunities, medyo parang medyo maalaala mo kaya yung stories natin palagi. Uh, I just want to challenge us as well to really look into the mirror and ask ourselves what kind of services are we really providing? What kind of benefits are we really providing to the patients? Uh, I'm not saying that we shouldn't be using certain treatments or, you know, that's outside of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are are we really are these really necessary mm-hmm. uh, for the patients to really uh, not just appreciate right? but be but but really get better you know have have healthier lives mm-hmm. you know? not just being able to move and all that but just have healthier lives um, overall with what we are doing to them uh, versus pagka kasi medyo micro yung problema natin at yun lang yung palagi yung focus natin diba? mahirap din kasi mag-grow kung ang palaging focus lang natin ano yung makukuha natin mahirap din mag-grow uh, I think that's also why I think each of us also have to look at the condition of overall condition diba? uh, that way there's an opportunity for us to grow kasi yun yung nangyayari diba? kaya nagkakaroon ng mga you know, mga one chain, sila uh, lang yung, yung popular and, and all that na nag take advantage then. Um, I think we should really all look at how we are practicing as, as clinicians, maybe. You know, uh, and really take a look at, it, hindi lang tayo may takot dito. Sila din doon may takot that I'm very sure of. Diba? Sila din doon may takot uh, mawala ng trabaho, matakot mawala ng referral. Uh, but but at the same time, 
hindi tayo, hindi rin ba tayo natatakot na yung ginagawa natin paminsan, hindi yun yung best. And somebody's gonna shoot me, you know, by saying all this, but I'm just throwing it out there. Because uh, sometimes when we tend to, uh, when we're only protecting ourselves and not look out for the best interest of others, we're also shooting ourselves in the butt at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the most of the the new grads now na may kayang or may resource to open up their own practices they're more aware of that and practicing more of the ebts and doing their own thing and not going with what has been historically been done so i think may may ano tayo may counting hope tayo doon for the future generation kasi nakikita ko yung ibang mga facilities na uh addressing this and this, so maybe pelvic health na sila doon, and, and, and doing this. Oh, wow, wow. At least hindi sila sumusunod dun sa basic hot box tents, ultrasound, and ano, Terra-X, and whatever. Oh, so, mas mayroon fancy <laughs> kasi Johan eh. Meron pang mga kung ano-ano. <laughs> Even the modalities is guy and fancier. <laughs> Ay, actually, oo. Oh. <laughs> Yung iba din, meron. <laughs> I, wanna, I wanna add something. Yung, you know, like, I think that where you're coming from, Consi, is really good. It's 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 such a, a noble mission, I think. But uh, me, like I know I've been here for over 20 years, but you know, one of the driving forces or one of the reasons why I became a PT, because I wanted to be a teacher, you know, a shout out to all the teachers. I wanted to be a teacher, but they told me, well, you got good grades. You either become a lawyer or an accountant, or that time back in 1995, that was the peak of PTs, like you could come here in the US. So what drove me was the opportunity to come here in the US and to earn money for my family. So it's really hard because I think, you know, galing sa Pilipinas, like for me, I come from, you know, below middle-class family. And it's always the drive of like, you know, that's why, you know, a lot of people or a lot of our PTs, PTRPs wanna come here because, because of that. So, so mahira, but I, sa, sa akin, like I have another friend, we're hoping, you know, we're at the point in our lives na, you know, we're established here. We're not getting younger. And we always think of like, kasi, you know, yung attachment namin sa Pilipinas, matatag pa rin. Like, we're thinking like, oh, maybe, I don't know, like me, I have kids here. I don't know where my kids, I'm going to retire where my kids are going to be. But part of us is like, you know, we should, do you want to retire there or maybe open like a, a school-based PT or an outpatient. So we are thinking about that because we still have connections and they're so, you know, we know our, you know, so many hardworking, you know, people over there. So I, I'm hoping that it will come in fruition. I don't know, no promises, but that's one of our things that we want to do. Like not so much to give back, but it's more like we want to do something meaningful because like here there are so many resources here to address you know the less privileged but in the philippines you know i don't know like matagal na kasi ako dito so i don't really know what the reality as a practicing pt dun sa pilipinas i did practice for a little bit but we were in a community based we got lucky our parish priest of all people opened up a clinic for us we were five unemployed pts and we even like passed the board exam um, and we didn't have a job, but this was back in 1999, 2000. <laughs> we didn't have a job. 
So we were lucky, but yeah, we did the traditional heating pad, you know, low back pain. But you know, we we brought a lot of smile to of our uh, residents in our community. You know, even though it it wasn't EBT, <laughs> it really wasn't. But they felt better. You know, there's a. But yeah, so I, I I'm hoping. But yeah, it's it's really hard because like I I I don't again I don't know now. I'm just you know talking about my experience when I started. Like I want to come here because I want to earn money and. I want to support my, my family. That's that was my driving force. So, but hopefully, you know, again, one of our our dreams. And I know it will happen if we just keep this, you know, like this motivation up. That we, you know, just bringing, you know, what we learn and our skills, and not even necessarily for us to run that, but to train someone and bring. And you know, it's always it's more fun in the Philippines. I have to say so. Yeah. Johan, I think you have your happy ending here, right? Very <laughs> movies ending, and the happy ending is what I'm hearing is our younger PTs, PTRPs, they know better, right? And they're hearing the internet is a great equalizer. Like we have, like Sir Eman, he came before us. So remember, what UP Camp is what 60 years old, right? 60. <laughs> So that means Generation Nila basically came to America and sort of assimilated and integrated into American life. So they maybe not a ton of them came back yet. And the next generation, not so much. But our generation, the mid-90s to late 90s, we are, you know, still early enough in our careers to be more established. We are comfortable enough with social media and the internet so we can actually form these relationships. And everyone really has a role to play. Like, you know, it's no secret, Consin, I advocate for higher learning in the Philippines at a lower rate. Pretch is already looking for how to start, right? Johan continues to be an advocate by being a source of information. Lahat pwedeng magambag. And just us knowing nanditay nagisa, and I'm hoping there's gonna be some USBA speakers who will hear this. Who maybe will spur their imagination to think, ano kaya pwede ko yung bag? Tingin ko meron. Right? And our PTRPs in the Philippines, they'll know, okay, may nag-start na, pagdating ko doon, I need to earn the dollars, kailangan ko paaralin si Bunso, pero pagkatapos, baka pwede na mag-plant sa mind nila na, okay, when it's my turn, ako naman na mag-give back. So I think that's a great ending to this horror movie. <laughs> and at the same time, for those who's, uh, you know, who are planted, I guess, and are really designed to grow where they are, um, you know, sometimes your dream may right be where you are, maybe right. not on the other side, you know, and until that happens, I think you should also grow the opportunities around you, you know, but mm -hmm. leaving the present, okay, you know, like look forward to the future, but always try to, uh, I always try to uh you know make it better where you are at at, mm -hmm. at present Bilang, you know don't wait for the future to happen because mm -hmm. you know the future that's in your mind may not even happen mm -hmm. so you know do your best wherever you are right now because you know nothing is going to be lost because that's always going to be your training ground for wherever you may be in the future mm -hmm. yeah so yeah and this is from a you know middle age uh pt uh, <laughs> who's gone hopefully wiser uh through the years. so yeah so i'm um, yeah i think uh 
We're gonna end with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, uh, piggyback there. Grow where you are, and also don't compare yourself with others. Like, if they're doing their thing in another country, or they're doing their thing in another facility, or uh, another uh, company, you know, do your own thing there where you are, and don't compare yourself to others. Ni naman tayo compete. If you want to, you know, grow, grow, uh, be better than your past self, and that's it. Yan. So, maganda nga yung alatin ng horror stories natin. <laughs> and we're ending in a good light. <laughs> so, hopefully, our discussion just uh, piqued the interest of our uh, audience and made them aware of the other side of migration. It's not always uh, rainbows and butterflies. Uh, there's also those dangers lurking. We just need to be aware and know that there are people that can help and there are legal remedies if you're in that bind and situation. Tama. And ano pa? May mga moral natin. <laughs> May white lady din kahit dito. <laughs> I, alam mo, hindi dating, kasi I, I, I well, side, side, side war, kasi sinabi mo yan. So, nung, nung lumipad ako dito, eh, siyempre, takot ako ano, tumira mag-isa, pero mag-isa ako sa isang apartment. Tapos, takot-takot ako, kasi wala akong, wala akong gamit, kama lang meron ako, wala akong casual, bare apartment. So, sabi ito, eh, takot nga ako. So, inisip ko, so, kung mumutuhin ako dito, English? <laughs> so, wala naman siguro dito. Wala naman siguro dito manananggal. Wala siguro dito manananggal. Wala siguro dito manananggal. Bibiligin ang busy manananggal. Binay. Siguro mga inisirang dito. Ilipat naman siya eh. Leprechaun. So funny. Ay, sige. Iba siguro yung mga matan mo na nako sa akin. So funny. Hinarang sa quarantine yung kapre. Wala daw. Kasi may malapit kasi kong puno dun sa second floor kasi. Kung may puno. <laughs> Sabi ko, tahan ako. Eh, wala akong shade. Hindi pa ako nakakabili. That's so funny. Ko, Siguro wala mga tikbalang dito nakatira. <laughs> so, Pilipinas lang ang tikbalang. <laughs> so, yan. Naalala ko lang. Walang white lady dito. Pero may English pero mga bold. Hindi, <laughs> madaming white lady dito. Mga daan, oo. Very fair lady. <laughs> Saka mga deer. <laughs> Iwasan niyo sa daan. Paggabi na. So everyone, thank you for watching this version of our Halloween edition of PT Meal Handan. Hope you have learned something from our discussion and wait for our next Handan, our next discussion, and listen to our past conversation as well. Para may matutunan pa kayo. All right. Good morning, everyone in the Philippines, and good night. Everyone here is... Advance happy Halloween, everyone. Enjoy. Advance happy Halloween. All right. That's another outro.